Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. It's the Super Bowl show presented by Northwest Tank Lines to deliver and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. We come to you from Los Angeles, site of Super Bowl 56 featuring the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. It's Bob the Moj Marjanovic coming to you from our broadcast location, as we mentioned here at Radio Row. A big, big show today. As usual, we are out here. We're hustling. We're trying to get you the big names and the big stars and the VIPs and the celebs and just having a lot of fun doing it. Well, how about this lineup today? Adam Pacman Jones, a fellow colleague on the Believe Sports Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for sports professionals. Pacman covers the Bengals for the Believe Network along with our good friend Solomon Wilcox. We'll get his thoughts on his former team as they head into Super Bowl 56 against the Rams. Well, the Super Bowl is big, big business. And why not get one of the top insiders when it comes to sports business, the one and only Darren Ravel. We'll talk to him about this game and how Super Bowl, the price of Super Bowl tickets, and it was just plummeted. And we'll get into all of it with Darren Ravel. He will be one of our guests in Episode 5. For all you Seahawks fans out there, how about former NFL MVP Sean Alexander? Of course, outstanding running back for the Seahawks. Took him to that Super Bowl game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk to Sean about what he's been up to. We'll talk to him about the current state of the Seahawks, and we'll get his thoughts on the game itself. Now, our next guest, our first guest, wow, um, talk about a good get. How about C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys, the University of Oklahoma product? He is going to stop by. He's repping Old Spice, and we've got C.D. joining us here, and it's going to be a fun time talking Cowboys football, talking NFL and an amazing story of a young man who was about four or five years old when Hurricane Katrina hit and faced some real adversity. He got uprooted from his home. They had to move and just some good stuff. So C.D. Lamb will be the first guest out of the gate. This is the Super Bowl Show presented by Northwest Tank Lines. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. The biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Plus, food features and football pricing all day long. Meanwhile, at Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game pricing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneers Pub at number three in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. 
Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley, and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in L.A., Bob the Moj Marjanovic. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show coming to you from Radio Row, Los Angeles Convention Center. 21st year we're here. Man, time flies. This year we set up the big one, Super Bowl 56, Bengals and the Rams, and we are thrilled, absolutely thrilled, to have this young, outstanding man with a C.D. Lamb. Of the Cowboys. How about that, Cowboys? Man, you got to love them. You got to love them, man. Hey, you know, I'm doing a little due diligence here. CD, I'm thinking, what's CD stand for? Is it Sidarian De Leon Lamb? Sidarian De Leon Oh, Lamb. dude, yes, you got to run with that. Oh, yes, of course. That's like wicked. <laughs> like, I'm thinking to myself, that like, like Sidarian De Leon Lamb? I was yeah, like, my, mom, my mom was very creative with that one. I was like, wow. <laughs> so when did you get CD? How old were you? Uh... Like nine, yeah, that was the first time because you know, Sidarian, when you're playing football, Sidarian, Sidarian, that's yeah. kind of long, you yeah, need something, exactly. you know, you, you need something urgent, yeah. and CD was kind of the you know, the next up, next up, yeah, there you go, nice and tight. Um, you know, I was reading about your background and what you went through as a kid with Hurricane Katrina and all that, it reminded me of a story, um, meant probably about 15 20 years ago, there was a Canadian college championship, my alma mater was playing University of British Columbia. We had a running back by the name of Mark Nora, who was born in Lebanon. And they asked him about pressure mm. of playing in the big game. And he goes, hey, I was born with bombs going off. Literally. Th- this is not pressure. He was born in Lebanon during a civil war. And, like, when I think of you and you went through as a kid, I mean, that's adversity. Like, five, mm. six years old, having to leave your home and, you know, Hurricane Katrina. I go, being down, for a, being down by a touchdown in the fourth quarter? Right. I mean, it's, it's nothing not to it, right? Not, it's not as hard. I tell you, it's not as hard as surviving a hurricane. Yeah. I say that. Uh, you know, I've, I've growing up, I've seen a lot of things, and I've been in a lot of hurricanes. I think I caught, like, literally four, three or four hurricanes, and I'm just trying to avoid them. My family has been a part of three or four of them. The most recent one we had was the Harvey one in Houston. Yeah. My family was there. I was in college. But, you know, adversity is – you know, it's all mental, and then you got to attack it. You got to attack it physically. You think about it mentally, and you attack it physically, and that's how I approach it. And uh, just understanding that pressure, I mean, yeah, we love pressure because pressure is going to build character. Pressure builds character, and I strongly believe that. And every fourth quarter, I love it. I literally love I live for four quarters. Yeah, and you love that pressure. I mean, that's most athletes, they crave that. And they see the difference between, say, the average or good athletes and the great and you know, the Hall of Fame type players, mm-hmm. they want that ball in their hand yes. when the game's on the line. Jordan wants to take that shot. Mm-hmm. You know, Derek Jeter wants to be at bat if the right. score's 3-3 and the game's on the line. Right. Those those athletes, they want to determine their own fate. Right. And um, and I feel like that's that's crediting yourself to the game. And uh, you understand you're respecting the game also. And you want everything that the game has to offer. And just being that person, just understanding that, you know what you can contribute to this to the team, and you know what you can contribute to wherever your organization you're a part of, and having that ability to showcase your, you know your, 
your killer instinct or your mama mentality uh, that you're that we understand. Yeah, we all love pressure, but the only way to beat pressure is if you attack it with pressure. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I, I, I'm like I said, I love when it's crunch time. Yeah. Fans is crazy. Away home, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's it's the best. That's that's where you get the best part of the game. We're going to get into more of the Cowboys, but i got to get a good plug-in for the folks at Old Spice. That's what you're mm-hmm. here for, of course. Gentlemen's blend deodorants and body washes crafted to be gentle on your skin with ridiculously long-lasting freshness. You can buy Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend in stores right now. I want to go five. I'm going to go three for three because we talked to Justin Jefferson. We talked to Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Seems like nothing but receivers get this Old Spice gig. Man. But here's the question I had for them. I'm going to go three for three. Do you have that one teammate? In high school could have been at Oklahoma, could be with the Cowboys. That needs it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've had that teammate. And, I've had it. Hey, Debo said, he told us it's on the 49ers. He yeah. goes, forget about high school, like right now. It was in college. Uh, you don't need to name names. We're oh, not no, throw it I'm under not the naming bus. names yeah. for sure, well, yeah. but yeah, a couple guys need that. There, there's guys, <laughs> right? There's always guys on every team. What's it mean for you to play with a storied franchise like the Cowboys? I love it. It, 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 man, I feel like it's so much that's been bought into this organization that I feel like it's due. They're due for you know a championship, and um, the fans are gonna make. They're they're not expecting anything less. Uh, they understand what we have as a team on the roster. You look at the roster; we are a Super Bowl caliber team, and um, we just got to put it together and understanding that. A lot of people like seeing us lose, and that's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's kind of that's kind of one of those things that I've learned, and then. It, just builds that fire in me now just understanding that a lot of just because a lot of people want to see us lose it's 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 different it's like a it's like motivates yeah it's It's crazy yeah Yeah, i cannot wait like i cannot wait to get back i cannot wait to play again and just just provide dominance that we need to you know one of the things debo talked about i hold true with the cowboys as well is that legacy i mean with the 49ers Mm -hmm. it's montana rice you know ronnie lott whoever i mean you can go through the list steve young same thing with the Cowboys. I mean, Troy Aikman, he's walking around here. Um, you know, you, you talk about Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. What's it mean to be part of that group and try to you know, carry that torch? It's huge, man. You got to understand. You named a lot of great players. Uh, that's before you. So you got to understand that there's a lot of shoes to fill. There's a lot of room in them shoes. So just hold yourself to a higher standard than what you normally would. Um, expect the, Expect greatness out of yourself at all times because you got to understand those guys before you are legends. They've held themselves to a, a certain standard to for them to become successful. So it's kind of following, you know, following the things that they put down and kind of building your own legacy. Now, you've had an outstanding career, two seasons in the National Football League. You were 65 yards short of 1,000 in your first season. Your rookie year this year, 1,102. What's your ultimate goal? What's the ceiling? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I'm looking to build. I want to be the best version of myself, best player um, that I know I can be. Honestly, I I train so hard. I work so hard at, you know, my craft, different things, and just being very versatile in any offense that I'm in. And I'm very fortunate to be in this great offense with Kellen and um, all the young guys that's, you know, that comes with it. So just working, working, just literally just trying to be as best as I possibly can. You know, and it's interesting when you talk to athletes a lot of times, they talk about that attention to detail, and mm-hmm. that's where the consistency comes from. It's always pushing yourself, whether it's running sprints, whether it's getting that extra rep. Right. You talked about that mental thing, right? 
and it's pushing yourself in everything you do so that when you get out on the field, that transfers over, and now you're pushing yourself every single play. And when you do that, you get the consistency. Exactly. Right? You just want to. You just want to build every play. Give a, give yourself an objective every play. And I feel like once once you do that, that's how you 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 know you exceed yourself. Like you set a goal for yourself, and if you don't fulfill it, go go at it again. Go at the same one. Go at it again. Go at it again. And if you get it, get it again. Get it again. And that's one thing about myself that I, I've been trying to, you know, if you could do it once, you could do it more than once. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in that. If you could do it one time, you could do it more than once. Yeah, so you just prove to yourself that you can do it. You know what I'm saying? So, What's it going to take for the Cowboys to get to the next level? Be here instead of, like, Man. instead of you being here, being at a hotel or right. working out right now, being getting consistent. ready for the we game. We have to do it again and again and again. Um, if, you look at, if you look at how we started the season at the beginning of the season, we are on fire. There was nothing no one can do with us, uh, yeah. honestly, and I feel like defense was – going off offense and offense was going off defense. It was crazy. Um, and I felt the energy and I felt the vibe. So once we get that swag back and that confidence back, I feel like we, we'll be a pretty team. I'm going to ask you about a couple of your teammates, but i got to start with Micah Parsons. Crazy. I mean, this dude, like, as a guy who loves the defensive side of the ball, he can line up anywhere, do anything, come at you. He can hit you six, six ways to Sunday from wherever. Right. I mean, he's just an unbelievable athlete. And just an unbelievable football player. Yes, yes. The thing he did this year was was crazy. It's was, it was a clip out. I'm telling you, we played we played against New Orleans. I was talking to my coach on the sideline. He just sacked Taysom Hill. I was like, bro, I love Micah. <laughs> I love him. Like the thing that he does for us defensively and as a team, he builds morale. Yeah. He brings everybody close because he talks to literally everyone on the team. Great energy, great vibe. Every day he comes in ready to work. And you know that saying, the lion's always hungry. He runs by it. He's living by it. And uh, and he brings everyone else with him. Everyone with him. He's, yeah. he's coming. And, and for him to do that at so young of an age or so early on in his career, uh, man, success is, is, is destined for him. Tell me something about Dak Prescott that I don't know. Hmm. He thinks he's a hooper. Oh, okay. Yeah, he thinks he's a hooper. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen him hoop yet, so I can't vouch for him, so I can't wait to see that, though. But my man thinks he's a hooper. Yeah, you know, it's funny how that always comes comes into play. It reminds me of a story one time of we had Larry Fitzgerald on, mm-hmm. and I'd met his brother Marcus, who'd played at Pitt, and Marcus I had Marcus on. I said, tell me something about Larry that I don't know. He says, well, Larry thinks he can play basketball, but all he does is just kind of, like, turn around and shove his big butt in my face <laughs> and just kind of work his way to the hoop. And then, like, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's like, you exactly. know, they, they think they're basketball exactly. players. I think that's every football player, though. Everyone had hoop dreams. Yeah, everybody. Do you play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you're, do. You're pretty yeah, good, I'm I take it. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Honestly, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I, I, was, I was literally, I was more so in the basketball era until my pops was like, you have a better chance of making it in the NFL. Yeah. I was like, well, damn, okay. Who's your, who's your basketball favorite basketball player? LeBron? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant? Mm-hmm. Okay. Slim Reaper. Yeah. Did you watch the whole Netflix thing with Jordan? Did you One of those younger the kids last, that kind of, yeah, that kind of understood. Oh, this is what Michael Jordan yes, was about. Yes, And that was very eye-opening just for us to be in his kind of shoes and yeah. understanding what he was going through at his prime. The world doesn't change. It's just the people around you kind of do, you know. And yeah. Mike was a, he's still an icon. Yeah. Hey, before we let you go, it's been a crazy week. Um, probably meeting a lot of people. What have been some of those moments you go, wow, that was pretty cool? Yeah. You get to meet anyone? Been, um, really just this whole operation, it's, yeah. just been, it's been crazy to me just understanding that I'm here. I'm at the Super Bowl. This is really, honestly, my first Super Bowl that I've been around, been a part of. So 
is, is, is very monumental, bro. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Well, you know what? We're happy to have you uh, continue success with the Cowboys, and hopefully we'll be at a podium within next year or two, and Please. you'll be answering questions about the game, right? Mm, so yes, sir. Uh, congr- uh, congratulations again on an outstanding uh, start to your career, and it's been a blast talking to you, and uh, we thank the good folks at Old Spice for having you with us. Yes, indeed. Thanks for, very thankful for Old Spice. I appreciate you guys. C.D. Lamb, the outstanding wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys, making time for us here at Radio Row. Biggest game in football is this Sunday. The best two places to catch the action, Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at the Pioneers Pub in Richmond, ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town, plus food features and football prizing all day long. Meanwhile, at the Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game prizing and activities. Football Sunday, catch the game at the Pioneers Pub in number three in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Lebanon. This is the Super Bowl Show presented by Northwest Tank Lines. Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. Hey, it's the Moj, and if you're looking to stock up for the big game, well, we will tell you three great plays. If you're in New Westminster, check out the Rivers Reach Liquor Store on 6th Street. In Port Moody, visit the Newport Liquor Store, and in Coquitlam, stop by the Johnston Street Liquor Store. Three stores with a lot in common. A great selection of wine, beer, and spirits, great service, and great prices. So huddle up at the Rivers Reach, Johnston Street, and Newport Liquor Stores to score big. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Landing Pub and Grill in Ladner, OK Tire Langley, and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in L.A., Bob the Moj Marjanovich. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show, coming to you from Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center, of course, Super Bowl 56 featuring the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. If you're a Seahawk fan, our next guest, well, it's a very familiar name. He is a National Football League MVP and one of the all-time greats when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks, the one and only running back, Sean Alexander. Sean, welcome. Man, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Like, last time we talked to you, you were in our studios in Vancouver. Yep. Um, at TSN 1040. The studio's a little bigger, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a little bit different, you know. <laughs> man, but one, uh, one, one Canada, Canada trip was awesome, man. So, yeah, so that was that was one of my fun memories that I have when I went up there was being in y'all's studio. Yeah, I'll tell you, Vancouver, anytime you talk to anyone from the Hawks who has the opportunity to come up to Vancouver on an off weekend or during the course of the spring and they, they just rave about Vancouver, yeah. it's even nicer than Seattle. Just don't tell anybody. Don't say nothing. Don't, don't say, say nothing. nothing. Yeah, don't yeah. say nothing. It was good, though. Uh, Sean Alexander is here. He is promoting Cafe Momentum. Tell us about this project. Yeah, Cafe Momentum is, uh, it started with uh, Chad Hauser, award-winning chef. He uh, he has a restaurant in Dallas. He taught some kids in a juvenile system um, uh, basically how to cook, and he put them in a in a cooking contest against some kids in the culinary school in Dallas, and one of the kids in the juvenile system won. 
the kids screaming and hollering, I won. He's jumping up, jumps in there. Hey, chef, I want to be a chef, too. Where should I go, Taco Bells or Wendy's? <laughs> and so he had two epiphanies. One, he realized some of these boys that had gotten in trouble to get them in juvie, mm-hmm. they really just needed somebody to come and teach them and be around them. And then, two, that they didn't really have the opportunities to actually think outside the box and go bigger. And so he changed his restaurant uh, to a, a one-year paid internship for kids in the juvenile system, boys and girls. And... Uh, it's just been amazing. The recidivism at this place um, is 15%. So normally it's about 50%, like your chances of going back to prison, 50%. Mm-hmm. And there it's only 15 And that's the bottom. Like most times you hear that and you're like, oh, okay, great. 15 kids, 85% is doing better. Okay. But the success story of these kids, they're college graduates now. They're, they're working at hospitals. They're, they're taking on their becoming entrepreneurs. It was so amazing when I, when I met Chad and saw what they were doing. I thought, why don't we put this in every NFL city? And so mm-hmm. I called the NFL, called some other people, called some donors from like Stand Together, and, and we all said, hey, let's go make it happen. So we have put one in Dallas. We started the process of cutting uh, in Nashville and Pittsburgh. Um, we're going to announce tomorrow our fourth city, which is Los Angeles. So it's a big shout-out for here. That's why we're doing a dinner Friday night is to, to uh, create that. And then, uh, then hopefully we'll be able to touch all 32 NFL teams. It's amazing what happens when – just you need a little nudge or a little yep. push or just a little encouragement. And it's I think sometimes people don't realize just the, the smallest action can have the biggest impact, right? Yeah. And, like, you know, you by lending your name and other athletes as well and, yep. you know, just getting involved with this, just giving that little extra push, I mean, this thing's starting to take off. Yeah, and so it's, it's super exciting. I mean, like, you know, I met, I met them through that Stand Together group, and I'm an ambassador for them now to pull people that have wealth but might not have the ability to go do the work um, to come together and, and use their money for causes that are that are creating great change. And, uh, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if we changed how the juvenile justice system is done? And so instead of <laughs> putting a kid in prison, um, you actually put a family around them. You know, put, you know that's what Catherine does. They put um, social workers and psychologists and, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, after school program for education and tutors and all. They put all these people around these kids and now the kids are like, wait, actually, I'm not crazy or I'm not, yeah. you know. Nah, you just needed an auntie and an uncle to remind you that you're special and now get off your rump and go do it, you know? Yeah, and you know what? Like we said, it's amazing because it's a win-win for everyone. But, you know, I imagine this is really close to home for you because you speak of family. Yeah. What, what's your roster up to now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had baby number 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, dude, like no. there, there are people that have two or three kids and it's like, you know, being sweating. an Uber <laughs> driver, being like the ATM. You got like a does You got a CFL team for yes, crying out. Never yes. mind NFL. We can run a play, you know. <laughs> it's uh, 12. I mean, like, you got to be more fatigued being a dad now than you were on Mondays after 35 oh, carries. yeah. You know what? The, the work is real. You know what I mean? Nine, nine girls, three boys. Nine and, girls. Uh, nine girls and three boys. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm truly a wealthy man having so many girls. You know, the, the girls, they just they love their daddy. Yeah, you know? just and wait so, till they get to about 14, 15, yeah, so 16. I've got, I've got three, 18, 16, and 14. Our three oldest yeah. are, are the, the teen girls. And, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Trust me, it gets better. Yeah. Um, when you look back at a lot of times when you're in your career, you don't have a chance to look back and appreciate or kind of reflect. You've obviously had some time away from the game now. Yeah. Do you, do you look back on your years in Seattle and just you know have these great memories? I imagine. I do. You know, it was it was just so cool to build. You know, build a program like that. Like they they know how to win. You know yeah. what I mean? 
unfortunately we didn't this year but like you know when i would talk to russell and pete they'd be like man we just built on what y'all y'all laid the foundation yeah. like the town was already oh we're winners you know what yeah. i mean and so so to go from three winning seasons before i got there to winning a division not only a winning season but winning a division five years in a row and being a super bowl it was it was fun and you know, uh, I've been asked, of course, being here at Radio and I've been out here at Radio Row for a Super Bowl in so long, but I've been asked about the Hall of Fame, and it's just like, oh, wow, like, those were, like, special years, you know. They're like, you scored 99 touchdowns in five years. I'm like, oh, I was killing this thing. Okay. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. And so just having those memories has been just just fun. And I think of the, the Sunday night game with the Vikings and five touchdowns in one half and just – those are just great memories in the whole 05 season, the 04 season, you know, the 06 season. You know, they were just great years and great, great growth, you know. Um, yeah, it's just been fun kind of going through memory lane. Former Seahawks, Sean Alexander is our guest. You know, Sean, it's interesting because you probably know this more so in college, having been at Alabama. You know, the seniors kind of set the standard, the bar. Yeah. The freshmen kind of learn it. And by the time the freshmen become seniors, they adhere to that standard and that level where you're at, and then they teach the freshmen, and you kind of yep. pass that torch all the way along. And you, your core group that took the Seahawks to the Super Bowl and laid the foundation, passed that torch yeah. to the next group that came through, and you see that now effectively being passed through again with Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner and all that. But Love Bobby. Yeah. How do you get to that level, though, from where you don't have those standards and that level and you get to the point where this is what it means to be a Seahawk. You know, you, you need a couple of guys that are just, you know, I'm not like the loud rah-rah guy, but I had this, this thing in me that I would say, hey, watch what I'm about to do. And I'd look a person dead in their eye and be like, this next play is going for a touchdown. And I would make the play and score, and all of a sudden they're looking around like, well, what? Are we, are we that team? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so you just need a couple of guys. This is what the Bengals are going through right now. They're, Joe Burrow is that guy. He, yeah. like, he looks at him and be like, yo, we're about to win. And then he throws the ball, and they make the catch, and they're like, holy crap, are we, are we that team? And so you just need enough plays. Like, and I, I, I tell the story of, you know, my, my first game as a Seahawk was against the Dolphins. I'm a rookie. We get blown out. It was embarrassing. Uh, Ricky Waters is our starting tailback. The second game is where we're playing, and we're up 14 to nothing. They, uh, they score a touchdown. We throw a pick six right before halftime. It's 14 to 14 to halftime, and you hear the guys be like, oh, here we go again. We can't do this. And, I, and in my mind, I'm thinking, isn't it just 14 to 14? And so you have to change that belief system. Like, man, it doesn't matter. We're, we are going to win every game. Yeah. So so that was a part of it. And then the other one was we win all the games at home. And so there was a stretch where, where it was hard to beat us at home. Even people flying in would be like, oh, you know how hard this is going to be. And I, and I used to laugh because that was the culture that we wanted to create. You won't beat us at home. We're going to run the ball down your throat. And you're going to hate playing against us. Well, on that note, it's a perfect transition. And ironically enough, there's a gentleman walking by wearing a Raiders shirt. Because one of my memories of you running the ball down my my old team, the Raiders, well, not my old team, but my favorite team, the mm-hmm. Raiders, um, was a night at Husky Stadium yeah. that you went off. And the reason I remember this recently is because when Rashad Penny had that game yeah. against Arizona, 161 yards, I start scrambling. What's the Seahawks record for most rushing yards in a game? <laughs> and there it is, Sean Alexander versus the Raiders. What year was that? What? Oh, oh, one. Oh, oh one, one, I think, yeah. Sure was. And um, – it's against I'm, I'm out at that game. And yeah. you know the one play, and we talked about it off, off yeah. air, the one play I remember is you're running. I think it might be Woodson who's trying to track you down. 
and you're looking at the scoreboard yeah. with the video screen as he's like yeah. behind you. Like I mean, I still remember that play. Yeah, I'm. I was running, and I just remember, you know, I'm fast, yeah. but like you know, DBs they should have that. You know, I'm four Extra four gear. fast. Yeah. These guys are like four three fast, and so I'm running, and as I'm running, I'm like, okay, I hit this thing. If they quit. It's going to be a touchdown and look really smooth. But I just happened to run, and as a Randy did, I had that big screen. I just kind of see my feet, and I just kind of look up a little bit more, and I'm like, oh, they're still running. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, wait a minute. This guy's faster than me. I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, is it if I turn left, it's really turning right? And so I just kind of lean my shoulder just a little bit and curve up, and he curves a little bit more where he can't get me, and he clips my heel, and I dive in the end zone. 88-yard touchdown, and I was like, oh, that worked out nice. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. A lot of things worked out nice in Seattle. Um, Super Bowl week, and we're going to touch on the Seahawks. I-, I talked to some guys that played on that team. I don't even know if Max Strong's watched the film, right? Yeah. I mean, you look back, I mean, how painful is it in, how painful is it knowing that in most instances you hope that the officials do their job? Yeah. And in this game, they, you know, they, they came out, one of the officials came out and apologized yeah. afterwards. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things like you, you work so hard to get here, and it was the only time that the NFL did the refereeing like this. Normally it's like the best team, that same group goes everywhere. Yeah. It was the one thing where they made the Super Bowl like an all-star team. So the best back judge Mm -hmm. came in, the best side, the best line. And they put like an all-star group. And so there's a rhythm in even refing the game. You know, hey, you're looking over here. Hey, did you see a holding? Yeah, hey, that was holding. Okay, cool. And you trust each other. And what happens is is they took the natural way of man, which is, ooh, I missed a call. I'm going to make that up for you. And all of them kind of went on grades. Ooh, I missed holding. Oop, I got to call the next holding. Well, what happened is the bad call would go against us, and then the next call would be, now we hold. Oh, wait a minute. Let's hold it yeah. again. So you had missed the call when, when Pittsburgh held, and then you would call it again when we hold, and the referee's like, well, I actually got corrections on the second one, but not the first one where they would let it go if he was, if he was doing natural. Well, man, you know what? Hey, I'll let the other guy hold you. I'm going to let you. I'm not going to call this time, but I'll give you both warnings. You know what I mean? Well, they didn't do that. They actually called it all by, like, structure. Like, I want to get an A on this test, you know? And so what happened is is it always fell on our bad side. And so we're the most unpenalized team in the NFL that year, and we had a billion penalties in that game. And that's why. It's like the the ebb and flow of the game. You know, you can call holding on every play. You can call blocking below or blocking low. You can call face mask. or You you can call a lot of flags on just about every play. And uh, they all went bad against us. You know, when you look at getting to the Super Bowl, I think it was either Mac or or it might have been Babs, Jordan Babineau, that told us that the next year you had a gentleman come in who I believe might have climbed Mount Everest. Yeah. And it was like on his second or third attempt. And he talked about going all the way almost to the peak, seeing the peak and having to come back down and then start all over. I mean, man, that's got to be like when you come back and try to get back to it. Yeah. Clearly you never did. But, I mean, that has to be just like. You know, that next year, Ed was the perfect person for us to hear that because we were mighty good that next year. You know, I, I broke my foot the first game of the season. And so it was a it was a it was a midfoot, so I broke a tarsal and, and so it sounds crazy, but the way we designed my cleat was I would I would have to heal for two months and then come back in the backside of the season to play. And so that's what we did. And so we get there and we go on a run the back end of it and then we actually beat the Cowboys. That's when Romo drops the phone yep, that young quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan makes that big play. Then we play the Bears and uh, you know, Matt had a bad game that night. He threw a bunch of picks, but uh but but we lost them in overtime. If we beat them, we're going to go right back to the Super Bowl again. Mm. 
and we're going to play the, the Colts, and that's Peyton's first Super Bowl. But I just feel like, well, man, we were designed to beat the Colts. You know, we yeah. ran the ball. We kept the ball away from the other team. Like, like it was one of those things, like, we get up on them, and it's, it's going to go well. So, so it was a bummer because even when we lost the Super Bowl, my whole thought, and most of us thought, that's going to be hard, but we're actually built to come back. And then when we lost that, then I was like, okay, this is this is not going to be good. Ed Weisters, by the way, was the, the climber that we were talking about. Yep. Just Google that. Um, what do you like about the Seahawks now? Oh, man. You know, we're, we're at that point, you know, the Legion of Boom is long and gone. Bobby Wagner's still the man. Um, Russell's still the man. They, they got two to four years of greatness in them. Bobby probably two, Russell probably four. And we're like, all right. Do we do like the Rams and sell the farm and put the guys around everybody to be great, or do we just blow the whole ship up and start all over? You know, I'm I'm one of those guys I like to go down with the boat. You know what no. I mean? Like you know, so I I would rather you know do like the Rams did, go get some amazing corners, go get you know you no. know go get whatever is needed. That that's just that missed piece. Even if we got to pay some draft picks because we know Russell can win, and we know that Bobby can lead a defense. And so, you know, that's that's what I would do. But um, been very proud of them the 10 years before 10 10 10 year 10 winning seasons and then this last year was the hiccup which we lost Russell in the middle of the year um yeah I think that this is the hall and I think this is what we're all waiting for Russell to figure out like Russell's like hey are we going for it or are we not you know and you think you'll be back I don't know I don't know I, I think we might blow the ship up you wow. know I think we might blow the ship up um I think that Russell was convincing enough to go get everybody to go do it one more time so hopefully he does but if he if he goes hands off they'll blow the ship up but if he tells them that let's go get it they're, they're going to listen to him because like when i had my last thing i didn't want to leave seattle yeah. you know i was like let's go figure it out and so we renewed my contract and we went for it uh and that was the the second year with the bears but i, I think that's what's going to happen it's all up to russ super bowl 56 rams and the Bengals. who do you like and why oh man i'm i'm uh I'm such a Cincinnati kid, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know, so so my heart is fully Cincinnati, you know, and I gave Joe the Maxwell Award when he uh, when he won his uh, college player of the year. And uh, so I've I've got to do some things with him and get close to him. So I, my heart's saying go Bengals, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but I think the Rams are just they're just they're just more talented to me. You know, what I mean, I, I look at them and I'm like, they should win. And uh, so I've been I've been same with my mind. Thirty one, twenty, twenty eight. 31 27 rams but my heart is saying nah they're going to miss one of those field goals and it's going to turn around and so it's going to be like a 30 to 24 Bengals. you know so. I, I, you know what i'm with you i'm just like i mean on paper it's the rams but just something in my gut says the Bengals. and i think you know i understand what you're saying it comes to the point where you don't root for teams you root for people and yeah it's clear like obviously you're rooting for joe burrow um cafe momentum.org check it out www.cafemomentum.org their goal is to help nonprofit leaders maximize their impact to transform more lives out of poverty learn more at www.standtogetherfoundation.org sean alexander i'd ask you what you're up to these days but we already went through that with 12 yeah. kids it's chasing like- kids around <laughs> Know what I'm doing? Changing diapers. <laughs> you still look like you can play, man. I'm telling you, that's keeping you in shape. Thanks so much for stopping by. It was awesome Brother, catching up with you, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again. Hey, thank you, man. Former NFL MVP Sean Alexander, of course, outstanding career with the Seahawks in their backfield, stopping by here, paying us a visit at Radio Row.
Hey, speaking of visiting, if you need to get new tires, you don't have to look after your automotive needs, looking for great service, well, visit OK Tire in Langley. They're my guys, the Delaney's. It's more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my guys, the Delaney's, Clayton and Brett, out at Delaney's OK Tire in Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. The biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneer's Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneer's Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Plus, food features and football pricing all day long. Meanwhile, at Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game pricing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneer's Pub at number 3 in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S. Experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley, and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in L.A., Bob the Moj Marjanovic. This is the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl Show coming to you from the Convention Center in Los Angeles, Radio Row, of course, based here. And Super Bowl 56 will feature the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. The most bet game, most bet athletic event of the year, and there's so much more going on. And the man who knows the ins and outs of all of this because he is the expert when it comes to the business of sports, the one and only Darren Ravel now with Action Network. Darren, welcome. Welcome. I am uh, I'm glad to be here. So let's start with tickets first off because uh, I was involved in that whole ticket fiasco a couple of years ago in Phoenix. Oh, in Phoenix. That was a nice <laughs> when, when everyone sold short and then they had to come back. And it was 10, 10 11,000. That, now, that, that was as far as like things going on in the business of sports Super Bowl. Yeah. People waiting in the lobby for the players to pick up two tickets. The players paying 4000 and and people clamoring to offer them 20000 yeah. That was something else. It was, let's put it to you this way, my golf tournament that year took a little bit of a hit on that endeavor that we had by getting these Super Bowl tickets that we were supposed to get. Um, so where are the tickets at this year? So it came out that this was going to be the most expensive Super Bowl ever, the L.A. market, um, and I think it was basically that they based it on the sales in the moment. And then... Starting a couple days ago, people started to say, wait, they, it's slowing down, and they haven't sold enough. And so while the average ticket price was $8,000, the get-in was 5000 which then went to 4000 and today is 3300 
The question is, will the late L.A. market show up at some point and say, well, there's a Super Bowl in town. We might as well go to it at some cost. Or the fact that they have the Rams and they're not showing up now, how does that make I'll tell you, Ohio really is not carrying its weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, StubHub says only 11% of Ohio uh, is their buyers right now, which is light compared to other cities that had their teams in Super Bowl, or states that had their teams in Super Bowl. Yeah, not exactly Pittsburgh or Green Bay. Surprised with the tickets going down? Um, The Rams don't really have the tradition. You know, obviously they bash the fan base, even the fact. So... You know, I think other teams would have done better, um, even though it's home and there's no travel and you can justify the cost is less. I'm just surprised about the Bengals. Um, what does that say? Do people, like, sometimes they don't want to bash fan base. Are you a better fan because you show up in person? The Super Bowl's fun on TV, you know? So I, I don't know. Are things changing? and Do we have to adjust our expectations? Darren Ravel is our guest, Action Network. When you look at this game, they talk about it this year being the most bet ever Super Bowl, like the the largest amount of money. (laughs) Do you think that's true, or do you think it's more likely to the fact that now we have more documentation with these numbers, with all, well, we got FanDuel over here, DraftKings, you name it. Yeah, you know, I I am relieved that we have actual data now, because for 20 years I've been saying, well, illegal, illegal, $100 billion, what, what, $50 billion? I don't know. All I can tell you now is New Jersey, $11 billion was bet on sports in 2021. Nevada and Pennsylvania, $6 billion bet. We know that. And so I don't know what's going on illegally, but I know that obviously there's a lot more going on legally. Um, and, it, and, it, and it makes it easier. Uh, because I remember when I was used to talk about gambling because it was a part of the business of sports, it was like all whispering. And now, you know, mm-hmm. now FanDuel has the biggest. I mean, five years ago, Roger Goodell was kicking and screaming and saying, please, please do not allow betting. You know, and, and now, obviously, the money's there and everyone is flipped. Well, I mean, you, you look at it. I mean, I think it's one of the biggest reasons for the popularity of the National Football League. You're, no you're question. in that pool. I mean, fantasy football. I, I know people that are playing fantasy football that never even knew who the backup running back was on the Pittsburgh right. Steelers, and now they're telling you all the stats and the numbers. Well, think, just just think about games that are in garbage time. I mean, and if you look at that, and you and you look at uh, you know, if someone's going to still watch a game versus the red zone, you know, people are watching that garbage time because of the spread yeah. and how often they're watching it. You know, so there's no question that gambling has a. It, football is one of those sports that is pretty good for gambling. You talked about it five years ago. Roger Goodell would have just like you know probably right. lost this his marbles. Happened, yeah, right. saying FanDuel having a big uh, studio here at Radio Row. Where do you see it five years from now? So the question is, are we going to get to one screen? So live betting uh, in North America right now is about thirty-five, forty percent of the total handle. Live betting versus pre. That number is going to be about 85% live betting in the next five years. Why? It's just our sports. So Europe is 75% live betting, and soccer really isn't a sport that makes sense live betting. We have better sports that have slowdowns and Mm -hmm. have places to. So I think live betting will get up. And then the second part is, will there be a one screen? Will Amazon be able to test on a Thursday night? one screen and then you and you can put it on your phone and then you can press a one click to to then gamble 
It's interesting you mentioned Amazon, and I have a buddy of mine who's convinced with the money that Amazon has, they will basically be the rights holder within five or but, ten but, years. But, but what's interesting to me is how slow it's been, right? Like, I was talking about Amazon and Apple five years ago, and then they didn't step up. I mean, yes, Amazon did an 11-year deal to exclusively own Thursday Night Football, but aside from that, like, ESPN's locked up a lot of it. And so it is surprising to me that they are behind because it did make sense. I mean, Amazon has more cash in their couch cushions than Disney. And, and, you know, for so long, ESPN is like, oh, they're Disney. They can never be beat. They can never be. And now Amazon and Apple and Netflix are going to have more cash than them. When we look at Super Bowl, the economic impact on the city of Los Angeles, how much of an impact do you think COVID has had? Because clearly we see it here on Radio Row. So what's happening out there in terms of the parties, the events, all those things that come with the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, there's been some parties that, you know, it's not appropriate. We have to do a smaller thing. Um, It's certainly not as big as it would have been years ago. Um, But I think, you know, there's – so I think things have kind of – I don't think companies have said no party, but they've gone from a mass party to a, a, a hundred, you know, a hundred people. Uh, and that's kind of what we've seen here. It would be a lot bigger in Los Angeles. And especially since it goes by state by state with response, California is obviously on the more liberal side. So they've been more masking and that kind of thing. Darren Ravel is our guest for a couple more minutes. You talked about memorabilia before we went on air. <laughs> How much, I mean, do we really even know what's going on in terms of memorabilia at the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, listen, everything's hopped up, uh, whether it's NFTs or, or uh, you know, cards. Everything is, like, at crazy values. And I think everyone's just had to go on tilt because we don't have norm- normal human interaction. Mm-hmm. And so that's why crypto, Bitcoin, NFTs, all these, you know, people are buying digital land because they're not looking at real land. Yeah. <laughs> and the question for me is when it goes back, how, how are when we don't have time to be on eBay all day or, a, or we have an actual boss who's looking over our shoulder, how does that change? But right now it's like, you know, for 41 days I owned a stable of digital horses till the wife started hearing me <laughs> whisper about stables. And she was like, she's like, well, what did you, I'm like, yeah, I spent $93,000 on digital horses. And she goes, well, you're going to, you're going to sell that right now. I go, but you know nothing about it. And so I sold it. I made a nice profit. And then, uh, of course, 10 days ago, I came back to her and go, hey, you know, there's this thing that you can type in so that you can find the value. It. I typed in my horses. What do you think it's worth, honey? And she's like, oh, you're going to say like a million dollars or something. I go, nine million. And she was like, what? And I'm like, nine million. Remember, remember what you told me I had to sell. You know, so it's, it's it's the whole thing's crazy. Now, at you some, wouldn't be here right now at, if you would have held on to those at, digital at, horses. I know. At at some point, at some point, someone's going to be holding the bag in the end. Yeah. And the, all this can't all go up. Yeah, and, it can't. Yeah, yeah. So, Darren, before we let you go, um, your thoughts on the game? I am. I probably shouldn't say this, but but right now it's unbettable for me. Um, you know, the spread kind of, I mean, it went down from four and a half to three and a half at Caesars just as kind of like a promotion. Mm -hmm. FanDuel moved it down to four. I don't like any either team ahead of the game. I think that this is very much a who's going to make the critical mistakes. And it's not, that's not every Super Bowl. There have been plenty of teams that could make mistakes and still win. Neither of these teams can. So 
I am betting, but I'm going to bet most of it live based on feel. It's interesting. Most of the people that we've talked to, the one common denominator is the fact that the Rams need to turn the ball over to the yes. Bengals for the Bengals to have a chance. Agreed. That's Agreed. everybody we talked to has kind of said the same thing. And, I, and as, as as you have, um, you know, you've seen Cam Akers do it. You 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 you've seen uh, Stafford throw interceptions. He's got the reputation of just being serviceable. So and then you know and and then Burrow, you know, they have not made mistakes, but they can't win on just what they get. Tell us what you got going on at the Action Network. Yeah, you know, we're just, if you don't want to bet with your gut, you know, we have 25 years of betting data and uh, can't guarantee that you're going to win, but at least you'll have data on your side. Tell me about those digital horses before you leave. <laughs> Darren, great stuff. Thanks for okay, stopping by. You got it. This is the Super Bowl Show presented by Northwest Tank Lines. This is the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl Show coming to you from Radio Row, Los Angeles Convention Center. Super Bowl 56 featuring the Bengals and the Rams. And our next guest is a man who used to shoot up for the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals, one of our fellow Believe Network hosts, yes, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man's in the house. Thanks for having me, fellas. Thanks for having me. How much fun you having talking football with Solomon all the time, our um, good friend? Man, it's good, man. We, we, we really enjoy um, talking football and talking different sports. Um, I've been on Solly a long time, so... Um, we kind of mesh um, really good together because we know each other personally. We're personally friends. Um, so it kind of kicked off pretty cool. Pac-Man, you used to have a lot of fun back in the day. You kind of like tone things down now with Solomon. Does he kind of keep you under wraps or are you still out there having fun? Oh, I enjoy myself. But, yeah. you know, it's a time and a place. You get a little older. You can't do the things that you used to do. And you, you wake up and you don't feel the same the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah, man. So, uh um, I, I, I indulge and have my fun, um, but, you know, I'm older now, so I can't do all the things that I used to do when I was young. A lot of times athletes, when they, they look back, they kind of wish they would have done things differently or done things. Do you, anything you would look back now and say, you know what, maybe I wish I would have done things differently, or you say, hey, I played the cards that I got dealt? Um, I say I played the cards that I, I got dealt, you know. Yeah. Um, I had my ups and downs. I, I went through the suspension came back and played, ended it on my time, and um, played really good football, you know. So. Yeah, ended it on your terms. Yeah, ended it on my terms. You know, I played 14 years. Um, nobody would have thought that I would have ended or came back and played, you know, 11 years after leaving Dallas. Um, everybody pretty much counted me out. So, um, like I said, I, I enjoyed the roller coaster, the process. Uh, learned a lot um, during the way, I mean, during Mm -hmm. the uh, journey um, but um, it made me stronger man it made me and my family a lot stronger um, and, and that's why I'm sitting here talking today Adam Pac-Man Jones is our guest the game itself Pac-Man yes w w in terms of like questions you want to see answered what are some of those questions you have heading into the Super Bowl um, matchup wise uh, the questions are, is uh, how are they going to plan to stop our receiving crew I know uh, everybody be, keep talking about their receivers, but we have three really good receivers. Um, the other matchup is the line um, against their defensive line, um, which is going to be one of the top topics of the game, I think. Do you think that with Cincinnati's offensive line and the Rams' pass rush, they're going to get the ball out of Burrow's hands quickly? Yeah. Now, now, here's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, you're going to see a lot of things 
boom. Like, you know, we called it in the old day of the 30 series when you weren't in a, a pistol or a gun all the time, that one, two, three, boom, launch. Yet at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, I see this plan out, is what they do is they're going to keep hitting short, 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 try to negate that pass rush, and then all of a sudden, a little pump and go, and away goes Jamar Chase. If you were a DB, would that be something that you would be conscious of? Um, yeah. Um, I would just play the game like I've been playing the game if it was up to me. Watch my films, get my key plays that I'm going to cheat on, and the rest of it, just play football. But um, it's a lot of if you could, or, or, you know, I I think the Bengals have played against um, a lot of good defensive line this year. Um, do I think the Rams have the best defensive line collectively as a group? Uh, on paper, maybe. Um, they do have the best defensive player, though, uh, as far as uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Um, he can change the game. Um, when, when you watch Chase, right, I mean, as a guy who played – in the secondary and played at the National Football League level. Do you see a receiver who is getting by on physical skills right now, or do you see a receiver who is complete in terms of his route running, in terms of what he can sell, all of that? I mean, what's your evaluation of Chase? Um, as of now, you know, he, he's a rookie, so he's going to get away with a lot of just skill right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this offseason will be a big offseason for him to critique yourself. But I think he does a great job uh, in, in creating space. So when you can create space as a wide receiver, that's something special. Um, the matchup right here is going to be the biggest thing because, you know, the Rams have Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. They got Whittle. They just got Whittle. Uh, he ain't been there for two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um the or the, the the nickel guys all right, so the question is, can they stop all three of our stars? You know what I mean, and and can they contain these guys where don't this thing don't get ugly early, both ways? But I love a receiver that can create space because it's hard to guard a receiver that can create space. Last one before we let you go, Joe Burrow. I mean, everyone you talk to says this guy's got ice in his veins. You've watched him all season long closely. I mean, what impresses you most about Burrow? Because he got ice in his veins. <laughs> you said it better. Oh, my God, this guy right here. I was just telling somebody else, I said, now this is the guy that you want to come to the huddle and talk to. You yeah. know what I mean? This is the guy that you take to a dark alley when you know it's going to be a fist fight. And this is the guy that you know is going to give you 110% and is going to compete. And don't do no complaining. Like, you can tell he, he goes back and critique himself. But he plays hard, man. He plays real hard. And he, he's not an average quarterback, if you ask me. He, he don't walk around like an average quarterback. He walk around like a Tom Brady, you know. Certain guys walk around and, and play with that swag. Yeah. Who, what's your predictions? My prediction? Yeah. I think I've already called it. I said Cincinnati 34-31. McPherson kicks a field goal at the end to I win see. it for the Bengals. I was telling somebody, he, you know, he scored – 12 points in every game in the postseason. Yeah. You know how hard that is to oh, do? Oh, yeah. And um, I was th- if you can get seven points out of special teams, you normally think you're going to win the game, you know. He, he, he is basically scoring a touchdown every game. It's going to be hard to stop a touchdown. It's, you know, game. the thing is, everything on paper says Bengals except, or pardon me, Rams except one position's quarterback. And yeah. That's the most important position. Yeah. And it's just this 
this Bengals team has so many reference points in terms of coming from behind. And, hey, you know, when they had that goal line stand against Kansas City before they had this, oh, that happened in week four against Jacksonville. Yeah. Same thing, and we stopped yeah. them, right? They've come from behind to beat Kansas City before. They did it the again. Game. So, yeah. to me, this team has that. You've been on those teams. Anyone yeah. who's been on a great team at any level knows that you have that belief. No matter what the circumstances, you're going to find a way to win. And that's the thing the Bengals have right now. Yeah. And I think when it comes down to a pressure situation, I think Burrow can make that throw. We saw it against San Francisco. Stafford threw that interception that was was it tart dropped the ball oh my yeah. god i mean but I'm, I'm saying to myself i see stafford making that mistake i don't see burrow making that mistake and that's why i like since yeah and St- stafford known for that though yeah. you know he can throw the ball everywhere on the field but he's gonna give us one yeah. we just got to catch the one that he's gonna get exactly us. you know um, it'll be within either interception or someone get around the ball and and hit him so that's the resume on Stafford, though. But he's a great quarterback. Uh, I've been watching him and playing against him since he was at Georgia. So I'm a fan of him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But if I had something to say is if you play the course, eventually he'll give you one. Uh, and he's he's shown it. So Got to take hopefully, advantage hopefully, of it. Hopefully it happened um, this week. It'll be nice. Pac-Man, great stuff. Thanks for stopping by. And, again, continued success with your uh, podcast with Solomon Wilcots on the Believe Network. Thanks for having me, guys. Pac-Man Jones stopping by, our last guest here of Episode 5. And a big thank you to Pac-Man for taking time out to talk Super Bowl. Talk about the Bengals as well. All right, now, got to tell you, if you're looking for a place to watch the big game on Sunday, we have you covered around the lower mainland. In Richmond, the spot to be is the Pioneers Pub, our home all season long for road Seahawks pre- and post-game shows. Ronnie Patterson and the crew down there taking good care of you. Pioneers Pub, the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town, food specials, and football prizes all day long. If you're in Delta, Ladner will check out the Landing Pub and Grill in the heart of Ladner. You'll see the big autograph, Kurt Appleby, glossy on the wall there, with the best selection of cold craft beer, big game prizing all day day. Now, if you need to stock up for the big game, you're staying at home, well, check out the Rivers Reach Liquor Store on 6th Street in my hometown of New Westminster, right there, 6th and Blackford. And, of course, they have the Newport Liquor Store right there in Port Moody, does George Petropavlis and his crew, and the Johnston Street Liquor Store in Coquitlam. And the last thing I'm going to throw in here, if you need some pizza, well, Mike Whittingham, he's stocked up on these guys, and he just swears by them. Bucky's Pizza in South Surrey. Be sure to order the best pizza in town, of course, Bucky's Pizza. Check them out at Bucky'sPizzeria.com. That's a wrap for us today. Episode 6 is next. The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S. Experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com.